to M class email, everyone. <laughs> That's the energy I'm bringing into this episode. Yeah. What time? It's like four o'clock. What time is it for Rich right now? Uh, it is nine o'clock in the evening. That's Damn. not too bad. Yeah. It's time for supper. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't had any dinner. What's uh? What do you call it? Tea. tea. That's in the morning, right? <laughs> no, no, you tea. Di- Breakfast, lunch, what is and it? dinner is what I call it. But this is M class email where we read your emails and we get we give funny jokes in response and we don't talk about tea. <laughs> tea. M class tea emails. <laughs> oh! oh no! Look, the, he, he made a British joke one. good enough that now that's what the show's about. It's out of my hands. <laughs> Yo, let's talk about chai. It's the best. Mm, I like I Irish like breakfast chai. tea. Irish breakfast is good as fuck. Wait a minute, what's it? Wait, wait, wait. Irish breakfast tea? Yeah. Yeah. I've never... English. English breakfast tea. No, it says says Irish breakfast tea on the box, though. Jeff has to get Irish breakfast tea because it's illegal for Irish people to get English breakfast tea. Yeah. okay. That would be called bastard's tea Mm -hmm. to us. I get Oppressor it. Tea. Oppressor's it. tea. Yeah, colonizer tea. Yeah. Colonizer tea. Someone takes a big gulp of your tea and then gives it to you. Yeah, pretty much. That's whole... historically what you've done to us. <laughs> they take your tea and they put it in a museum. Yeah, but... it's called. It's from the time called the Tea Rubbles. Yeah. <laughs> we, we take your tea and dump it into the river. So, can you make jokes uh... about that? I don't know. Uh, the tea. Oh my god, I missed that. Holy yeah. shit. That's good. Yeah. That's a That's... genuine smart joke. Hey. I was Josh trying to, here. I was really trying to get the show started real hard. And <laughs> <laughs> look, stop trying to do your fucking job, <laughs> Our first email is from <laughs> Stefan, and it's entitled Long Drives Ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, Trek Boys. Hello. It's your eighth favorite occasional emailer coming back at you. <laughs> I love an emailer who knows their place. <laughs> Lofty goals. Yeah. Short one for you this time with minimal para- parentheticals, though still some, obviously. There's two right there. My partner and I are moving back to Washington State next week to buy her childhood home and have a long <gasps> drive ahead of us from Denver. That's pretty far. 13, hour, 13 hours and eight hours across two days. Wow. So it's oh, 21 wow. full hours. 21 mm-hmm. hours. So that's like me driving to Florida. That's 20... No, that's 10 pod... class podcasts they could listen to, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Go. I don't know why anyone would want that. I would I would shoot myself. <laughs> Y'all kept I'd me company on the reverse trip from Washington to Colorado almost three years ago. So I've there been saving go. up the last couple of weeks of episodes and emails, but wanted you to know... Uh, Wanted to know what y'all do to pass the time when on a long drive. Kisses, Lieutenant Junior Grade Stefan aboard the USS. Ooh boy, one more time. Ignition remix featuring Inspected Deck. <laughs> <laughs> this a remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. That's the, the red alarm. The <laughs> red alarm. It's the remix addition to that song about pissing. <laughs> trip, trip, trip. What rest in do? rest in peace, Dave Chappelle being funny. <laughs> so what what do you do to pass the time on uh, quote unquote long drives since you live in England and a long yeah, drive? Yeah, there's no long nothing. drive. But yeah. I did do Route 66. So oh, you I did? did? I did like 
uh, Rachel and I did it about seven, eight years ago. Um, basically, what we do is we argue about what we listen to next. Wow. <laughs> Constantly. That sounds fun. Uh, you don't let her be in charge? Oh, I no, no, no. Just... So Rachel does. Rachel loves to drive, so she does oh, okay. all the driving when we're at home, but we shared it on Route 66. But my job is the DJ for the car, and basically <laughs> I have to pick what we listen to next, and there is some unfair criticisms and complaints about my choices. <laughs> Do you go, DJ bitch bastard? <laughs> No, I don't make any sound effects or anything like that. But like, no. Heavy Damn, son, where'd you find that? <laughs> Damn, chaps, where'd you find this? Sirens and all sorts of things. But plus, we've got like now we've got Evan in the car with us, and all yeah. he wants to listen to is the songs that he knows. So he wants to listen to. So like three songs. <laughs> so, yeah. So he wants to listen to "Call Me Owl" by Paul yeah. Simon. He wants to listen okay, to. That's a Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys and okay. Walk by the Foo Fighters. And that's all that's he great. wants to listen to. But that's the, a yeah, great playlist. Three, yeah. It's a great three song playlist yeah. for 18 hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's it. He wants to listen to that all the time. All the time. And then he, he does can... he Go on. Does he know Foo Fighters have like other songs? Yeah, <laughs> they all doesn't... sound somewhat similar too. So yeah. <laughs> He doesn't like it because what he wants to do is he wants to watch the videos for them. And in the uh, video, yeah. Dave Grohl judo flips, I think it's Taylor Hawkins, into some dog shit. And that's the thing oh, he loves. Oh, that's the, that's the, the selling All point. Right. Yeah. So, he, so he's the man of taste is mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Sophistication. So, yeah. So And then we listen to incessant questions about why is that car transported on the back of a transporter? You've already answered your own question, buddy. It's a yeah. transporter. <laughs> <laughs> when are we like, going to be there? When are we going to be there? Never! Are we yeah. there yet? Are we yeah. there yet? If you are don't shut yet? up, if you don't shut up, you're yeah. never going to be there. We're going to live in the car. <laughs> we're li- we're in the car now. Look, we're going to we're going to hit a rest station and that's where you live now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. You're you're the bathroom boy now. You Have live fun. There. I got you a new job as a bathroom attendant. This is where stick you it, work now. Stick him in one of those claw machines and let people like, see if they can get him. Yo, I'm like freakishly good at those. I'm really good Are at you? claw machine. Yeah. Ask Nick. Ask I'm Nick terrible. how good I am. I am absolutely god awful. I have a claw machine like savantism. Crystal's <laughs> grandfather touches the machine. He just like presses a button. Like he'll press mm-hmm. the one button, then the other, and then a fucking toy falls out every yeah, time. That's how I am. He, he could bankrupt that company that runs those machines if he wanted Sir, to. Sir, this old man keeps winning pink stuffed animals. Those stuffed My animals God. are worth... There's no way he could bankrupt because the stuffed yeah. animal is like worth 20 cents tops. Yeah. What, uh, do, what do, do I do? Long trips, Josh? I listen to podcasts. Uh, I listen to like... Uh, what's it? Dan Carlin's mm-hmm. Hardcore History. That's mm-hmm. a good... That's like... A, like Each podcast is like five hours. So like that's a good like... <laughs> It's, we li- we listen to This American Life because of that. Do you? It's like a million hours long. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. And music, just obviously yeah. music. And I think about things in my head like a neurotic person does. Yeah, other people don't have thoughts. 
Um, no. the, <laughs> I'm, I'm the main character, Jeff. The, uh, <laughs> the radio is either like playing a playlist of music on like some like a Spotify or a, a mm-hmm. Pandora or something, or mm-hmm. uh, podcasts like lore. We, we, lore is great. We do a lot of lore, do a lot of This American Life. Uh, I got Crystal into the Magnus Archives, which is oh, really good cool. yeah. to a point. S-Town. S-Town is good. Um, I probably, at this point, I would listen to How Did This Get Made, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a really great podcast that has been yeah, going on forever, one. and I missed out on for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a Demolition Man one, right? Mm-hmm. They have an That's everything one, one yeah. at this point. <laughs> Yeah, Demolition Man, greatest movie of all time. Uh, anybody who's listened to um, How Did This Get Made, please comment uh, on our fucking YouTube. I don't know. On Twitter, <laughs> at M-Class Podcast. Uh, aren't Josh and Jason Manzukas the same exact guy? <laughs> didn't, That's a... didn't they play um, Stormtroopers in The Mandalorian? <laughs> I think yeah. so, yeah. I think they did, yeah. I, I was There's the, also uh... um, the Mr. Miracle comic... Uh, by um, Tom King and Mitch Jareds. They're in it several That's times cool. in the background. <laughs> That's cool. Those two idiots. Um, but, uh, yeah. Also, I listen to M-Class Podcast because it's the No, best you one. don't. I don't. I've never listened to this podcast. I never do either, and I edit this fucking thing. The, the only episode of Toon Hounds I've ever listened to is the one I'm not on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to listen. I, you no. already lived it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've it. missed an episode of M-Class. No. Uh, you did once. Uh, did I? One time, I believe it was me and Kevin. Okay, because I, thought... I know you missed one. Yeah, I yeah. thought you missed one. I don't... Maybe it was me. We're the same guy, so... It's, yeah, it doesn't fine. matter, right? Me, Josh, and property. Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really see a lot of M-Class podcasts, and if there was, like... Uh, a really funny, snarky, kind of airheaded lady on M Class podcast. It would just be how did this get made? But Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we need to find one. What are you doing tomorrow, Rich? Nothing. <laughs> what day? I'm oh, sorry. Wait a minute. Nothing. <laughs> no, there we there it is. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that didn't give me a boner at all. <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like, which boner? His real voice or that voice? It's true. Well, I've got the two dicks, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clean them out. Thank you for that email, Stefan. It it engendered some fun conversation. Mm. <laughs> All right, next email. Uh, it's from Axe Wizard. I always love Axe Wizard. Axe Wizard, yep. It's, a uh, it's uh, No subject. Okay, cool. Thanks, Axe Wizard. <laughs> Dear Jeff and Josh and Rich, I'm going to edit it there. Hello. <laughs> what do you think biomimetic gel tastes like? Follow up. Do you reckon people eat unreplicated replicator goo straight out of the replicator like we do with cookie dough? Computer, one unprocessed replicator matter hot. <laughs> Talk to you later, Axe Wizard. Wizard Tower 69420, East Wizardshire, Wizardland, Megas 2. Excellent. I didn't know that Axe Wizard was rich, rich, living in Wizard Tower. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you seen the fucking, like, full, like, the square footage in that place? In East Wizardshire? Holy shit. Way better than West Wizardshire. <laughs> Although, considering all buildings were like two stories max back then, Wizard Towers could only <laughs> be true. like five stories high. 
But still, <laughs> what a view from of England Five from stories, that fifth yeah. story. Um, it's like fifty feet in the air. If you've ever been <laughs> a stupid child who owned a Stretch Armstrong, uh-huh. and you mm-hmm. popped that bad boy open and you ate mm-hmm. the cornstarch inside, yeah. that's what biomimetic gel tastes like. <laughs> I don't think they eat biomimetic gel or replicator goo because I think it would probably kill you. I think biomimetic gel tastes like... Do you guys have Bongella, the stuff that goes on ulcers? Uh, yeah, we have something similar called, like, uh, what is it? Like, herpes? <laughs> it's not called that. It's called something else. It's got a yeah. naming problem here in America. Mm-hmm. What's it called? What's the fuck? Dude, it comes in, like, a little blue tin. Yeah, that's it? Yeah. And yeah, it's, like, a stuff. clear, slightly blue, clear gel. Yeah. That's, what yeah. it, that's what it tastes like. It tastes, Man, like, could... vaguely medicinal. I'm going to say, sounds yummy to this female. Mm-hmm. You know what it tastes like? Uh, those little plastic tubes that you can press in on either side and have goo in the middle of it? What? It's like, see, actually hand gel. It's exactly what it tastes oh, like. Yeah. It tastes like hand gel. If what you've if ever, it tasted like If you've ever like, had a hand gel on your hand by accident and like were eating something else and you got a little bit of that taste, that's what biomimetic gel is. I have this stuff I put on my arms for, like, muscles, and one time I took a, a hot number three, hot piss, hot number one, and uh, I left it on my hands, and my my peener was on fire. Well, that's not does, great. Does it taste like that? Does what, it taste your, like a peener fire? fire? <laughs> yeah, the fire peener, yeah. Uh, I do not reckon that people <laughs> eat unreplicated replicator goo. Yeah, it would kill you. Unless you're Worf, who likes polymer-flavored things. That's true. I bet that's exactly what replicator goo just tastes like normally, is just polymer. It probably, yeah, it probably just straight up just replicated the goo, right? Into I, the shapes of pasta. I bet they have to... Like a Play-Doh factory. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes out, yeah. Nice I, cooking, Riker. <laughs> I bet they have to test it, though. They, have, they must have to test the raw stuff. Like, you know, humans have to test cat food. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's news <laughs> to me, Rich. So I have I, never tested cat food. So I think because... Um, the, I could be paraphrasing. Do you mean in be, the factory or at house? In the factory, house? not in the oh, house. Okay, okay, like, okay. because of animal testing rules, um, I, I think if you make cat food in certain factories humans have to taste it and make sure that it's like passed for consumption purposes well how would a human know what a cat likes but i i I don't think for preference i think for like (laughs) making sure they don't die i'm a big Mm. fan of the kibbles and bits person how would a human know what a cat likes look this job is the exact opposite of getting the taste tester job at the ice cream factory yeah the guy with the gold spoon who eats the ice cream yeah Mm. Uh, thanks for that email which led to some disturbing discussion I like it we're rating our email oh uh, we have an auto response here through google that's perfect sounds yummy I said that. I said so. Oh, you already sent it? Yeah, I already did it. Okay. <laughs> I'm on it. Our uh, our next email is <laughs> from Pizzaman. Mm-hmm. And there is a little ASCII butt with an arrow pointing towards it that says, haha butt. Yeah, it's like a fart. Like a fart, I think, is coming yeah, out of it. Three jizzes coming out of it. Yeah, it looks nice. like jizz. Ahoy, Trek boys. And then uh, salute emoji. I didn't know that existed. Oh, I thought it was a frowny face. It's so small. I think Skittles are best eaten by the handful. Do you agree? Yes slash no. 
No, they're horrible. I like Skittles, so I agree. Well, here's what happened, though, recently that is, gives me hope. Uh, they went back to lime. Green is now yeah. lime again. Okay, well, the world is right again, I think. The apple flavor can go fuck itself. Yeah, I think it very much depends on the flavor. Yeah. What you, about they, the yes. tropical Skittles? Yeah, they're they're good. We don't have I like those, the tropical right. Skittles, because I'm a they're Hawaiianer. Like, look. <laughs> we know you're from Hawaii. You keep bringing it up. That's so tropical. That's what we We've, say on Hawaii. He's Tropalicious. A, he's a child of the, the land. Say it. <laughs> yeah, child yeah. of the land. Yeah. No, let's not go that far. Um, <laughs> how many how many vineyards do you own, Jeff? Uh, both. I think this also holds true for popcorn, Pringles in a stack, and most fruit snacks, specifically sharks and dinos. We only had shark bites. Which, yeah, I know shark bites. I don't know dino bites. One time somebody, I think Zane got the legendary five great whites in a pack. Oh my god. That's the most I've She's ever seen. She's the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> you were the chosen one! Uh, I love fruit snacks. Like, I'm a fiend for, like, gummies. I'm a mm -hmm, big yeah. gummy boy. Haribos, gummy bears. Uh, so physically as well, I'm a big gummy boy. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I agree. It's definitely eaten by the handful. You're a gummy bear. <laughs> I like sour Wink. gummies as well. Sour yes, gummies yes. are great. I love I, sour gummies. I especially like feeding them to my son, who doesn't like them. And yeah. <laughs> convincing them that they're convincing him that they're regular sweets uh, and then this is how all candy tastes. Do you guys have child protective services in England? I'm asking, you know, unrelated. I mean, yeah. not ones that have found me yet. No, they yeah. they come down from an umbrella, they fly out of the sky. <laughs> and they land. Uh, yours truly, Chief Butt Farter Pizzaman aboard the USS Booty Hole. What a classic ship. P.S. It's probably been my B day by the time you read this. Happy birthday! I like how he just trails off like we're supposed to know what that means. Oh, you want us to say happy birthday to you? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I already did it. You don't have to. I, I picked up on that. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Pizza. Unhappy birthday. Yeah. So Hope better. His birthday sucked a dick. Damn. I didn't wow. go that far. <laughs> I um, hope your birthday farts all over your dick. What's that okay. next email, Josh? <laughs> next email's from Noel. I think uh, I'm allowed to say that. This is Zimmy at the bottom. Whoops, I'm bleeping that out. <laughs> from Zimmy. Thank you. Uh, hey, Trek Boys. Trek Boys. Trek Boys. I'm currently listening to emails episode 116, and as I type this, y'all are talking about Gen X. Most of the issues we're facing right now is on them. Hell, I love a good Gen X bashing, so here we go. Yeah, I'm Hell, a big I fan of bashing other, <laughs> other people for their generation. <laughs> I work for a corporate game store that, according to my contract, I can't name. Well, I wonder which one it is, <laughs> since there's like one left. Uh, but it does start with a G and end with AIMSTOP. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my rude belligerent customers are Gen X. I saw something last week that made me a... That made a solid point, though. Their generation lost most of the people who would have pushed for change in AIDS epidemic. Minority groups start the change. This, this is... Uh, there's no punctuation, so I'm reading. Minority <laughs> groups start the change for change typically. Anyway, going back to where I work, I remember on a recent episode, Josh mentioned getting a Lego Star Wars poster for Desmond uh, from an, an employee. 
typically in the back we keep some extra posters, promotional materials, uh, and merchandise that was pennied and zeroed out. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, they they buy it, quote-unquote, for a penny. Oh, okay. Uh, if you get a good relationship with us, we often pass them along to our favorites. Oh, I'm a special boy! You're definitely a special boy, Josh. Yours truly, First Officer Simi aboard the USS. No, I don't have any PS5s in stock. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Damn. It's alright, there's no games out for it anyway. Yeah, that's, right? That's actually true. Like, I saw a chart the other day that had every uh, game that's released exclusively for PS5, and there are four games. Mm-hmm. Is Skyrim that one of them? Uh, no, Skyrim is not exclusive to literally anything. It's for everything, though, You can isn't play it? Skyrim on your super knees, on your power knees. <laughs> on oh, my, my pa- <laughs> power knees. is back. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad that the guy at GameStop likes me. That's yeah. good to know. Gen X bashing is uh, always takes a backseat to me to boomer bashing. Boomers yeah, gen- are the yeah. scum of the earth. Gen X are just half of they them They don't suck. even care if you bash them. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> so, Snowflakes. Yeah. Uh, every, like, my, uh, like, every Gen X in my neighborhood growing up, like, that whole generation became drug addicts. Yeah, and I imagine that's probably true for a lot of places in their Gen X population. So I'm not trying to bash drug addicts here. I'm bashing Karens. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bash drug addicts uh, who are on the white Ketracel white. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got you know any the, white baby? You know what those thorn faces are like? Oh my god, those white suckers. <laughs> <laughs> the Gen Hadal. <laughs> the oh, nice. Gen Hadal. Nice. Oh my God! Uh, Listen thank- in to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> th- th- thanks for that email, Zimmy. That was uh, a fun story about how Gen X sucks. Fuck you, Gen X. <laughs> Our next email is from Tom. Who God, I wish I could say the last name, but I know it, it's a cool name. It's Tom entitled Quick Question. Hug and Kiss. <laughs> Amanda Hug and Kiss. A <laughs> uh, quick question. Just finished emails 116. Do Americans not use the word sought? Like sought after? Yeah. yeah we, oh, I know why they're doing this, because it was in a story I wrote. Oh, okay. Oh, did we not, like, say it right or something? I don't know. Uh, it rings a bell. Like, sought after means, like... Yeah, we say that. Yeah. Yeah, we we also speak English. We speak English, Dare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, Americans I wonder what we did that we maybe we just read it wrong or something. You know, well, it's, or I could have spelled it wrong. To be fair, it's yeah, it's yeah, because it I do that a lot. I I try to <laughs> edit on the fly when I'm reading emails, but sometimes yeah, hard I do, to do a bad job. Yeah, it's hard to do. Uh, also, on British Indian food from the other email episode, did Josh order a korma whilst in the UK? Yes, I did. Right, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought it was going to be less sweet than it was. Uh, so, I was surprised to hear the Indian food in the UK is considered sweet, given the massive use of sweeteners and fructose corn. Yeah, I knew somebody was going to say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was the, like pure sugar, man. The this brown like... food comment is absolutely correct, though. Just Google British tapas. <laughs> um, I'll just, I'll just say this. Now that we have an English person on the podcast who mm-hmm. I can belittle. Um, (laughs) Checks out Uh, America is a melting pot of all foods From all over the world 
Yeah, we're pretty spoiled. And the the British invaded countries for their spices and then never used them. So. And, te- and, and teas. <laughs> and teas. Well, you used all the teas. We did. Don't start up on the Irish breakfast tea. Yeah, I don't want to get into that argument <laughs> again. We had a knockdown drag out before this recording. Yeah, it was rough. Um, the Some best. slurs were thrown around. He called me a white sucker right to my face. <laughs> oh my god. I did. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, like I've had uh, British prepared Indian food before and it was a vindaloo and it was sweet as fuck. Yeah, I also had a, a tikka, all tikka masala and it was it was really sweet too. Like far more sweet than I'm I'm used to hot, right? Like well, yeah, in in America there's like white hot, white people yeah. hot, but then there's like I, yeah. real Indian food hot here as well. Yeah, you get the real the real hot and sometimes you get like a like there used to be a really good place around where I live where it was like advertised as white people hot, but it was like a little too much for my white ass. Mm-hmm. Well, there, but it was good as fuck though. I bothered uh, a um, waiter enough that he gave me Indian hot. Really? And did you die? Uh, I was eating it and I was sweating, but I was yes. like loving it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, like the waiter was like standing in the kitchen, like waiting for me to be like, <laughs> yeah. And like as I kept going, he just kept getting this more and more like bummed out look on his face. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't break you. <laughs> I I actually really fucking love spicy food. Yeah, he's in the back like a uh, Kylo Ren. More, more, more. <laughs> He's like he's dumping red hot into my shit every time he passes the table. You have Jesus. to here. You have to kind of like if you get a tikka or a buna or something like that. If you mm-hmm. get like one of the standard curries, it's not going to be spicy at all. You have to order yeah. from the specialties, and each restaurant will have its own sort of like. Is it Nepalese? Is it? Bengali or something like that, and those. Things, now I gotta know geography. But oh those things, will, the things on the specialties, will be the things that they're preparing especially for that night, yeah. rather than like we've got a pot of korma sauce that we prepared yesterday yeah. that we haven't used yet. Um, um, we're well, Americans. We, all don't, we don't need yeah. to know geography at all. I was gonna say so. we didn't all grow up looking at maps of countries we invaded. <laughs> We don't look at the maps of countries we invade. Yeah, we don't even care about them. <laughs> but how will I know where my sovereignty lies? <laughs> oh, I guess that is true. Um, there hasn't been a pitch it or ditch it for a while, so what are your thoughts on when Quark inherited a Klingon house? I was disappointed it wasn't revisited. It would have been interesting to see Klingon culture through the lens of Ferengi culture, as everything is, of course, always seen from a human perspective. A couple of spinoff episodes, maybe? That would have been neat. I think they would have fit together yeah. a lot better than you'd think. Because oh, Klingon, I mean, uh, Ferengi are pretty adaptable, man. Yeah, like, Ferengi are, I wouldn't, adaptable is a nice way to put it. They're, yeah. um, uh, they're really good at playing people. Exploitative. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they have this sort of capability. Those rain lickers love that money. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those, those bug suckers. <laughs> Putting sucker in it is really fucking racist for some reason. <laughs> Those beetle-tongued earlobe fucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Big ear having, hearing up all our sounds. Oh my god. <laughs> we cut that out. Um, all of our Ferengi listeners, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ah, that was a little racist. I don't like that one at all. Oh my god. I don't, and they're going to hear it even louder. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> now you're getting three racists Damn. on the show. Um, that's that. Oh, that's good. That's good shit. You do. Uh, you do sort of get a follow up, right? Because you got you got the one where Grilka comes back in the one where Worf is trying mm-hmm. to trying to woo her, but then ends up getting with Jadzia at the end. Yeah, she comes back because she needs Quark's help for something. Yeah, yeah but Quark doesn't control the house at that. No. Point. No, no. Well, he shouldn't. He can't. He can't even do a bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But the uh, the Ferengi have this like m- complete manipulation mm-hmm. of a situation that I think the Klingons would fall for quite easily. Because yeah. all you really have to do is be like, "Yeah, fuck a war and honor, baby." Yeah, <laughs> just kiss their butt, and then they'll but be like, "Hell yeah!" I think also the Klingons, as much as Klingons hate Romulans, they also really hate the Ferengi. Yeah. Yeah, they hate Romulans, right? But at least Romulans are, like, equals in a way. Yeah. yeah. I think they would think Ferengis as being, like, third-class citizens. Right? Orcs, orcs and goblins. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Below their notice. Yep. Uh, or, for a bigger question, if you fancy it, now that we are in a... We're not in a post-COVID are world. We? <laughs> COVID <laughs> numbers are actually as almost as high as they've ever been. So. Man, I'm never getting this thing, by the way. I'm never getting COVID. Yeah, not It's never happened. I've had it. <laughs> I've had it. I haven't had it yet. I don't think I'm going to get it. Uh, what are you hoping for in the coming years? What po- I, I'm hoping to live in a post-COVID world in the coming years. That would years. be nice. Uh, what positives do you feel have come from the pandemic? Not having to have a fucking meeting for everything. A physical yeah. meeting. That's nice. Uh, I will say there there's this sort of like play pretend that I unfortunately have to do throughout the whole pan, especially the beginning of the pandemic where everybody was like, man, having to be home all the time is so fucking terrible, man. Like I miss going yeah. out so much and I had to be yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I definitely. <laughs> I definitely haven't been yeah. staying home for four years at this point I, or anything. I fucking, I fucking love outside, am I right? <laughs> I, I also am getting cabin fever. <laughs> it's totally weird being at home all the time. <laughs> and I felt bad every time, so I'm looking forward yeah. to not having to do that in the future. <laughs> I'd say for me, like, on a personal note, I get a shitload of vaccines now. I'm like the vaccine boy now. Mm-hmm. I just got a hepatitis B shot, and I didn't even need it. I love shots. <laughs> this dude is the shot queen. Um, dude, when society falls apart, I'm going to live because I'm going to be the one not getting hepatitis B from all the sewage that's everywhere. I'm, I'm pretty True. pissed off that uh, the vaccines didn't give me Wi-Fi or magnet powers <laughs> and shit. No, that would have been sweet. You've been like Magneto. I'm like mm-hmm. really mad about that. All my right wing relatives told me it was going to make me magnetic. And give me Wi-Fi that the government can track. It or does whatever. make you feel safer, though, knowing that the government is tracking you. Doesn't mm-hmm. it make you feel safer? Perhaps uh, I what mean- I love about the government tracking me is that uh, I never leave my home. So it's probably <laughs> the easiest job on earth. They've just put your file like at the back of the filing cabinet. They're like, this guy is fine. He's not a threat. <laughs> Perhaps they meant animal magnetism. Because I feel <laughs> I feel more attractive having had a vaccine. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah see? I'm, I definitely felt myself way more attractive to you fellas mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah, I, I can't hardly get through this podcast without coming, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean, cleaning out the worm <laughs> barrel. You mean? I'm cleaning out that worm barrel. Uh, this is going to stick. More... <laughs> yeah. Just like when you clean out the worm barrel. 
Oh, God. <laughs> the best thing about ongoing M-Class jokes is that we forget them and everybody else keeps doing them. <laughs> and then, like, 20 like twenty weeks from now, I'm going to be like, what are we talking about? What the well, hell is that? What, what is this reference to? What are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, any other positives that you feel have come out of the pandemic? Uh, uh, increased some... awareness of mental health problems. That's yeah. that's definitely good. I was gonna say something super inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go ahead and say that? Or... Yeah. Uh, well, you know, some idiots who didn't want to like do anything for society or other people, they they went away. So that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. It's well, true. We have thinned out the herd slightly. Yeah, some and... of that's gone. People are outing themselves on Twitter, so you know who yeah. to block and who to, yeah. you know, like who to not be around. It's really yeah. easy to figure out who to block now. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. that, especially it's... thanks to Twitter's NFT integration. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you see somebody's icon and it's in a hexagon, mm-hmm. block yeah. them. <laughs> or they've got a monkey as there. Yeah. yeah. Block them. Unless it's, it's Donkey only Kong. Monkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or um, Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, R.I.P. <laughs> or Georgia the Jungle? <laughs> Is that a yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, George, George, Georgia the Jungle. Or Amy. Amy. <laughs> Amy, good gorilla. Amy was good gorilla, damn it. Dude, that movie fucking kills uh, gorillas with a laser. That movie <laughs> yeah, goes hard at the end. pretty fucked. Uh, all the best. Keep on trickin'. Signed, Tom, communications officer aboard the USS sent from my iPhone. Thanks, Tom. Hug and kiss. Tom, hug and kiss. God, you have such a great last name I wish I could say. (laughs) Tom Batman. (laughs) Tom Batman Ben Superman. Whoa. What's that next email, Uh, Josh? Next email is from Smilbeth again. Uh, No. No, it's not. <laughs> Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? That was a this was a bad email by Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Oh, what wait what which one are you talking about? Help me, help help me. This was a bad email by Werewolf Bar Mitzvah is the title. <laughs> Why did I skip this? Okay, I'm back. We're back. We're back, baby. Alright, sorry about that. Yeah, you're right. This was a bad email by Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> Uh, tre- boys, Trek. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know how to do that. Uh, following up on the previous email, I don't work in pornography per se, <laughs> but I do create erotic art. I would like a link to that. Send it to me. <laughs> the M Class Discord has been. You noticed cool I didn't enough- say anything just then. <laughs> yeah. It's been cool enough to ask me to post links to some of my work, but anyone can feel free to DM me. For links as well, uh, but I don't want to advertise my work sites on your show without paying you, so sponsoring you. That's good. We appreciate that. Thank well. you. This week on Pile Heart Christmaker. <laughs> That's the name of the ship? Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Our captain found out she was a Ware Cardassian. Sorry, Ware Spoonhead. There you go. Thank you for correcting it. And someone abducted her and took her back to space fascist snake Germany. So regular Germany. Uh, <laughs> the local spy, wear it. God. Helped free her and uh, they did a space high five. Meanwhile, 
I know that them root beer drinking fetties made genetic engineering illegal, but what about cybernetic implants and stuff that uh, we expect from cyberpunk future? Do you think there's augmented humans walking around? Yeah, Picard yeah. is. Also, that um, weird uh, Daft Punk person from Discovery. Yeah, and and Rutherford. Frieza. Yeah, yeah Frieza. Also, Jordy, yeah. Jordy, yeah. Uh, I don't think, um, like, cybernetic implants to, like, fix you, that's the mm-hmm. stuff that's not illegal. But, like, if you're just doing it to be... Yeah, like it's like Star if you Wars, just wanna be yeah. Frieza. I heard Riker's. I heard Riker's got a Robo dick as well because he wore his. Out. I heard that too. Mm-hmm. He wore his out. <laughs> he wore it. It was smooth by the time he was done. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Ken doll. <laughs> Man, he really took grind to a whole new level. <laughs> yep. That's why he goes over chairs like that because he doesn't have a dick there anymore. <laughs> Slides the over bash. the top. <laughs> <laughs> I think we figured out a lot today. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that maybe that's actually how communicators work. Do they have universal translators in their ears? Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. You said they do. Yes, okay. I'd be curious to know what implants made it into Federation society, which ones became illegal, and which ones you would get. Yours breaking windingly, <laughs> werewolf bar mitzvah. I think as well, in Picard season two... Um, Seven says something, or Agnes says something about vaccinations being delivered via an implant that you have, and they just update uh, it, which is really clever. Yeah, because they can just beam also, it into like, you, right? We're, we're forgetting about Picard's heart before oh, he, he becomes a cyborg. Yeah, his heart, yeah. yeah. Before he's a real cyborg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before he's he's data with Picard's brain Spo- in him. Spoiler yeah. alert. Which makes no sense and is never addressed. Nope. It's, it's also it's also a really great game plan to make your character actor who's fucking ninety years old In, into immortal? an immortal body. Yeah, that won't idea. backfire on you or anything. Well, maybe they'll just like fucking run, what do you call it? Deep fake his ass, mm-hmm. like like Mark Hamill. Yeah. What they should do is put him in another cyborg body that's way younger and get uh, what's his face who played young Picard. Oh, McAvoy. Yeah, get McAvoy who played young Professor X to play. Yeah, that'd be funny. That's his whole career is just playing young Patrick Stewart. Literally riding the coattails of Patrick Stewart. They should put him in a gonk droid. Oh, perfect. Gonk. Gonk. They should put him in a pack lid. (laughs) Put him in a vending machine. Meaningful speech. Lots of emotions. We must think of freedoms before red alarms. Uh, yeah, cybernetic implants are definitely something that goes on all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's probably. Uh, I imagine what's, there's got to be the like line. A, like, what do you call? That's the thing, right? Like, what? Do, like, we could. I know this is like. I hate Elon Musk a lot, but mm-hmm. he he is correct about like the phone being just an external implant, right? Like, it's just something we all carry around. Just like a communicator would be. Like, implant you, means that it's in you. Yeah, but maybe it could be in you. The line I mean, is in mean, mine's point, in me. Probably. Mine's in me. You don't put yours in your butthole? Not right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do it to keep the There's phone. There's too much other I'm stuff the up there. I can't I just can't <laughs> yeah. fit My butt is big full enough. for business today. <laughs> Where would I put my wallet? <laughs> 
I'd like to thank God for giving me this big pocket. <laughs> I can put Nature's whatever pocket. I need in. <laughs> I, that's uh, what yeah, I do put in a drawstring. Yeah, <laughs> it just opens up. Um, de- they definitely all have universal translators in their ears. Although the only like real proof of that is in the Ferengi go Ferengi. back in time episode. Yeah. yeah, I do like that though. It makes sense. Yeah. It's a cool, um, I think it's a cool addition to the to the yeah lore. absolutely there there are several sort of implications earlier on that the universal translator was on the ship yeah yeah and then like uh, part way through TNG it seems the universal translator is in their com badge mm-hmm. yeah maybe but, it, maybe they just shrink it maybe they're like. I don't know. I, th- I think that's a retcon that I can get on board with 100%. Like, yeah. it should just be like an inner ear transplant. Well, the ship should have one, though, anyway, because of the screen, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you would just use that one instead mm-hmm. of your. Yeah, because people yeah. aren't, you know, they're talking to you, so it would make sense, right? Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, the you need logistics, to filter out all of it. The logistics of the Universal Translator makes no sense. Yeah, if you but I love hard. it. Yeah, it would about. have to change the way your brain perceives things. Yeah, yeah. It, which like maybe it does. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it does. I don't know. It's like when people are talking to you, like it should look like a horribly dubbed Godzilla movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It but smooths, it does. It smooths it out like a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Criterion collection. <laughs> wow. The Criterion Collection of Cybernetic Implants. The Criterion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't download that, that what, add-on yet. What, uh, what uh, cybernetic implants would you guys want? So I'm over I would 30. want an eye. Oh, an, oh, yeah, of course you would. Because my eye is fucked. Give me an eye. <laughs> I'd want a new lower back because I'm over 30. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> How many Don't barrels you... have you contended with? Yeah, Rich? who's gonna My be your chat each? <laughs> his worm barrel is so big. His worm barrels fell on his worm barrel, and he needs a new worm barrel. I uh, hate this, but um, <laughs> the I I would definitely get a cybernetic eye because I have a yeah. shitty eye as well. Yeah, and fuck fuck shitty eyes. Uh. The thing is, I feel so unbelievably naked when I'm not wearing glasses. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot wear a shirt around other people if I mm-hmm. absolutely have to, and I don't feel as naked as when I'm not wearing my glasses. Mm-hmm. I never wear glasses, and I love feeling naked. <laughs> uh, I'm not the biggest fan of feeling naked. I used to when love I'm it getting for real. Swexy. <laughs> swexy. <laughs> For you cleaning out that old worm barrel. <laughs> At least when, I, when I'm getting shwexy with my lady friends. <laughs> I've totally had sex before, everyone. <laughs> I can tell. I fucking can tell. This like, is a dude who fucks. I can this tell. This guy fucks. <laughs> um, that's enough of this email, I think. Thank you. Oh, also boobs. Me. I would want some boobs. It sounds mm. fun. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, werewolf bar mitzvah. Now it's that eye-opening email. <laughs> Our next email is from the the legend Smill Biff, mm-hmm. who just left us a great review on iTunes. Wow, it's entitled "Howdy Trek Boys." Hello, and Howdy. then greetings from Japan. Oh, wow. 
It's nice living in a country that doesn't shit the bed about once a month like some other countries glares at U.S. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder who they're talking about. Hmm. Interesting. Although, anyway. wasn't, wasn't Shinzo Abe just assassinated? He was. He just got killed. I mean, if you, if you know about Shinzo Abe, that's not really a bad thing. Yeah, but, you know. I have a book about the last guy to be assassinated with a sword. It's a really interesting book. That sounds He's on awesome. Live, he was on live TV and a guy fucking beheaded him with a sword. Jesus, wow. that's metal as fuck. It's it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Shinzo Abe got killed with a Kinex gun, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like a Lego like, gun. <laughs> yeah, it did about that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that your podcast helps me through the monotonous cleaning and prep I need to do for work. It seemed like such a great idea four years ago to open a small five-apartment hotelish business thing in scenic wow. Kanazawa. Thanks, Can we COVID, come stay you with fuck? you? I want to go there. Yeah, if we come to Japan, can we stay there? We'll do a podcast. You, you can you can be a like guest on it. You can be like, hey, it's me. And then that's it, though. And that's it, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I used to be a fundy Christian Republican sympathizer Star Trek fans in my teenage years. It's a lot going on in that sentence. Mm. Catching reruns every night at 9 p.m. on weekdays in Phoenix, Arizona. I seriously don't know how I reconciled the vision of the utopian, post-scarcity, atheistic society heralded in the various shows with my extremely conservative leanings. But the mind is a weird and fucked up place. True. With, with all that behind me, I can say that the show's definitely planted the seeds of the person I am today. An atheist, libcuck, and proud of it. <laughs> Hey. Welcome home, Lord Libcuck Rannis. We are we are all Libcucks deep within our hearts. I'm the cuckiest. We're always mm-hmm. watching our country get fucked. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I'd love to support you guys on patreon.com slash podcast. But you know, COVID has ravaged the hospitality sector and I'm just holding on for dear life. Maybe sometime in the future. Take care, you guys. Smill Biff. Smill Biff. I hope you uh, have lots of uh, success soon. I hope. I don't. We we're glad that you listen to us. That's all you need to do. Also, like, well done for changing your mindset because that's really difficult. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like you are living proof that you can come back from the fringe and find a home in Star Trek. Anybody can. I mean, I, I find it interesting, too. Like, he, uh, I'm assuming Smilbiff is a he. He lives in Japan, right? Like, I think people who travel and experience other yeah. cultures ultimately wind up feeling that way. Like, they're like, oh, this isn't all about how I think, <laughs> right? Like, yes. There's, like, other shit out there. Also, uh, 90s television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somehow that's how I ended up super yeah. liberal. My whole family are, like, conservative pieces of shit, and I ended up hyper-liberal. Well, it also happened when you said Rachel's name at your wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah, that ruined everything. That was a dark time. That really confused me, because my wife's name's Rachel. <laughs> well, so what, you what, definitely what? said... Don't look you... too deeply into that one, Rich. Um, <laughs> you said Phoebe at, at your wedding. <laughs> okay, something just exploded outside my house. Like, That's genuine probably... explosion. It's probably all right. You're probably fine. You might want to check that. Is it it's, a probably, it's probably somebody trying to start a lawnmower. 
No, but like genuinely, like uh, if nobody has told you that they're proud of you for making that change, then we at M Class Podcast are proud. Yeah, it's hard to do, man. It's I know because like my side, my one side of the family is like hyper Christian, and like I never really was like into that shit. Because even when I was little, I was like, this is fucking weird, Mm -hmm. right? But like, I know how it can it can get to you. It can like it's just you know. Oh, it's uh, it's thunder, everybody! It's thunder. Oh, it's thunder. It's God who's Sky mad at us. It's God who's like, I'm a Christian fundy Republican. <laughs> you lib cucks. Tree hugging ass lib cucks. <laughs> Speaking of which, our next email <laughs> is from a lib cuck. It's entitled ACAB. Oh, perfect. <laughs> definitely did. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name, am I? Let's see. Oh my god, this is so long. Oh, this is the email down here. Oh my goodness. It's not that long, oh. but it is a little long. Uh, Who are you, Rich Masters? Durf Jr. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's from Durf Jr., half Cardassian son of the true pe- president of the Federation. <laughs> Temporarily en route to subpoena planet aboard the USSR. Wow, I can tell where this is going already. Hey guys, try on an evil sinister snake man voice if you'd like. Alright, I can do that. Attention, iTunes reviewers department. Fucking Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. (laughs) Your platform houses... Wait. Your platform houses a disgusting broadcast of fully awake pig-skinned humies called M-Class Podcasts. They continually state ACAB, which is why I was first lured to their podcast. Indeed, all Cardassians are beautiful. (laughs) But instead, they keep on saying that security personnel are bastards. This is unthinkable. The state should be obeyed at all times. Well, not the environmental enforcement branch. Or the social support department. <laughs> I could go on. But the armed forces of the state demand complete. That's loud as fuck thunder. <laughs> That's nuts, man. That was loud, man. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Yeah. That's what we're going to have you go against God. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, said. We were really making yeah. God mad here. God's pissed. But the armed forces of the state demand complete obedience, and their lives matter most of all. Zero out of five solar units. Stars. <laughs> nice. Uh, attention, terrorists Henderson and Pennington. That you escalated know, quickly. I've never been called a terrorist before. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feels right, though, doesn't it? Kind of feels, feels like home. Kind of feels comfy. I kind of like it. <laughs> you have been asking for reviews, and so here, the, here you have it. Before I submit this review, I have to ask... Why is that Star? Why is it that Starfleet treats its security personnel so unfairly? Number one, Worf wisely recommends to raise shields and fire a full spread of torpedoes. <laughs> he is always undermined by sniveling, warm-blooded cowards. Number two, Malcolm Reed was beaten halfway to death by malnourished cave people before being cucked out of his command by Makos. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Number three, Odo was valued so little that they brought in Worf and that Canadian fool, leaving <laughs> Odo in charge of a mob of crinkle noses. Okay, Damn. now. He is, he is a snake man. 
Number four. Lieutenant Laan from Strange New Worlds is beaten like a small child by a MILF. Wait, when did that happen? Well, I don't remember that happening. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Sounds hot, though. I believe only Kirk had a competent security force, much like the great Cardassian epic, The Never-Ending Sacrifice. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Kirk's men rose to the challenge. Explain your favorite Starfleet security slash tactical moments. At once! <laughs> Or else I will submit the scathing review and bring you to 4.9 and a half solo units rating on iTunes and transmission. <laughs> oh my god, it's hard as hell to do. Oh my god, I want everybody to know that if I disappear, my power has gone out. My lights yeah. are flickering. Oh god. shit, man. Um, uh, I uh, have nothing against Starfleet security, as I am one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had to treat many a penis of a Starfleet security. I will say they are typically smaller on average size. Okay. Not you. Everybody you knows the... I got a TRGW. Yeah, you know, you're <laughs> different. Don't check, don't check. The average um, size is three inches, but that's only because yours is like 13 inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's graded on a curve. So how... <laughs> well, penis curve. That's called... Pa- what is that called? Peroni's disease? <laughs> Baloney's disease? Peroni's disease when your dick is super curvy. Pierogi's um, disease. Pierogi's Pierogi. disease. <laughs> yeah. I, um... Starfleet security officers tend to be my... Or, like, security officers on shows tend to be some of my favorite characters. Like, I fucking love Worf and Odo. Mm-hmm. You know, I think La'an is making a making a play here for me. I La'an is one of... I'm having trouble warming up to Lawn because every time it seems like she's like got a little bit of uh, Leave It to Beaver syndrome going mm-hmm. on, <laughs> where every time it seems like she's learned any sort of lesson, the next episode she just doesn't remember it anymore. Uh, I love her though, and this is maybe more of the actor uh, when she's the princess. Oh, that God, she is so good. That is a show-stopping performance. Yeah, uh, it is now raining, everyone. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Oh my god! That was crazy! Can you guys hear the rain? No, I can hear the fucking thunder though. Bashing the window right now. Damn, that's headed up toward me. I can't hear it. Oh my good gourd. Um, (laughs) I love I love when Worf becomes a terrorist. That's a good. Well, that sucked. Man, Worf really, really got you. He really. Yeah, I guess talk shit, get hit, right? With lightning, yeah. <laughs> Fucking seven twelve was an inside job. I am. <laughs> Uh, I am on borrowed time because I don't know how long it's going to be until we all are, Jeff. Uh, well, that depressed me. <laughs> but uh, I don't really know how long it's going to be until um, the power cuts out on me again. So we are going to keep everyone else's emails. Yeah. For um, the next episode, and we're just going to have we're just going to do Rich Masters Masters Piece Theater here. Yeah. Also, it's headed up toward me, so I'm next. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long this lasts. This should be good. Let's, let's this, go. This is straight from the Brit's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah.
cool. Hi Trek boys, and maybe me if I'm there. If I am, <laughs> hi Rich, this is past you. Hoping you've learned how to make better life choices and knowing that you never will. Damn, got him. <laughs> how much Lego have you bought this week? Dude. Tuts loudly. <laughs> wow. I can't believe your older, your like younger self is ruining you this hard. This is yeah. fucking brutal. I, I only sent this yesterday, so. <laughs> <laughs> you've changed a lot, I've Changed though. a lot. You, you've grown up. If you're not there, then man, guys, that last episode of M-Class sure was the best ever, right? What a handsome guy guest host. Like if Chris Evans took handsome pills. Damn, he's right. He's right, though, is the part I can't even argue I know. With. I'm not even mad. It's true. <laughs> Phew, I got the vapors just listening to y'all. <laughs> I got the vipers just listening to y'all. I love listening to a British person say y'all. 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 You guys ever heard an Australian person say no with a lot of inflection? Near. Nor. Fucking R in there. What are you guys doing over there? I love it. Anyway, here's a story. Remember that Valdor origin a few weeks ago I did? Well, keep that one in mind as we make this trip. Okay, cool. I'm ready. 2160. On the last day of the Romulan Wars, Captain Archer sits at a desk in a room in what will become the new Federation headquarters on Earth. He drums a finger against a pad that holds his commencement speech, then pushes away from his desk and goes to the window. He looks out across the way, seeing Starfleet officers rushing on the ground. Signs proclaim that it is Coalition Day and marks the end of the war. Yay! Should... We did it! He should be proud, but unlike Valdor, from his window, he can't see what he is struggling to protect anymore. <clears throat> Something bothering you, Jonathan, Topol says from the couch at the other end of the office. I can't do this, Archer breathes. It's too much, this speech. The writers didn't suffer through the war like we did. They don't know. They couldn't possibly. This federation is built on the bodies of the dead. Topol stands. Would you prefer they wrote it in blood? For pathos's sake? <laughs> You're not funny, Archer size. You never were. <laughs> Disagree. <Damn>. Disagree. <laughs> there is a beeping chime at the door, and after Archer welcomes them, Trip Tucker steps in. He feels uncomfortable to intrude. It's time, sir. I'm not trying to do a trip accent. <laughs> it's time, sir. It's time, sir. Yeehaw! Get your six gun, let's go! And he pulls out his gun and so goes. <laughs> But it's not a gun, it's a catfish. <laughs> mm, delicious. Archer looks at Tripp's uniforms, his pips. Tucker has been made captain of one of the new Starfleet vessels to replace those lost in the war, the USS Jupiter. I was going to call it the USS Jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, no need to call me that anymore, Trip. Same rank. Jonathan doesn't feel right at all. Anyway, it doesn't sound like we'll be sharing a rank for much longer, Trip smiles. This new federation will be crazy not to make you fleet admiral. Damn, Ar that's super promotion. Makes sense though, right? <laughs> yeah. I agree, Topol says from the couch. There is no one better equipped to lead officers in times of difficulty. The war proved you have a penchant for making the hard choices, did it not? Archer addresses them both. You know I don't want that. I can't. Not after. Trip bows his head. You can't keep hauling yourself over the coals for that. I ain't. 
Archer pats Trip on the shoulder. Trip explains they should get going. You come in, Archer says to T'Pol. Trip interrupts. Only right there, I'm alongside you. They leave the room to join the birth of the Federation address. They pass a wall commemorating the lives lost in the Romulan War, with names carved onto it. Amongst those listed from the Enterprise are Travis Mayweather and T'Pol Tucker. What? Huh? What? What? Title. Huh? Wraith. (laughs) Sorry. It's not her. (laughs) Title's Wraith. I wonder what's going to happen next. (laughs) Archer is brought before the new Federation Council, currently meeting on Vulcan. He is commended for his action at Sharon, the last battle of the Romulan War. Brushing it off, clear that he doesn't want to talk about it, Archer asks why they brought him here. Ambassador Savelle, now Vulcan representative on the council, is slightly shocked. He thought that Archer would have predicted that they want to make him fleet admiral. They also want to give captain commissions to Shran and Galora, following, tri- following Trip Tucker's recent promotion to the Jupiter. <laughs> they have recently launched the USS Kamari, a Federation version of Shran's old command, and the USS Talos for them. I wonder if I'd be a captain by now, to poll whispers in Archer's ear, if I wasn't dead, that is. What? Archer asks oh no, he's that... haunted. He's a haunted mm. man. Archer asks that he be allowed to give the promotions, but only as his last act as a Starfleet officer. The council is shocked and ask why he is resigning. Because he's a coward, T'Pol takes an empty chair on the council bench, her feet on the table, and whatever impetus he once had, that was burned away years ago by murder and negligence. Harsh but true. My, <laughs> My dude's getting roasted by a fucking... Chakra ghost. (laughs) (laughs) My father worked on the warp engines that power our fleet. He never intended those machines to be used as weapons of war. My father has become an Oppenheimer of our age, and I'm the man that has allowed that to happen. I won't do that anymore. The meeting is interrupted as Starfleet have received a distress signal on the edge of Romulan space. Space? Space. Mm -hmm. To Canopus in the Antares sector. With the fleet in disarray and the Enterprise requested specifically... By the Canopians, Archer is asked to take his crew on one last mission. Reluctantly, Jonathan Archer agrees. Galora stands in front of a mirror in her and Hoshi's temporary Vulcan quarters and buttons up her uniform, then hesitates before putting her pips on. Her door chimes. It's Shran, who enters before even being welcomed in by Hoshi. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) He's in his uniform already, eager to get back to action. Why are you two still getting ready? We're going back to work. Hoshi is annoyed. (laughs) Not everyone is as keen to go back to war as you are, Shran. The war's over. We've only received a distress call. You two are so pessimistic. (laughs) Galora looks at Shran. How long can we ride our luck? We lost to Paul and Travis already, and that was riding our luck. One more mission on this ship is inviting disaster. Shran brushes off their concerns and leaves them to head to the bridge. Fortune will be what it will be. Better to be among family, right? Hoshi and Galora look at each other, amused to have their fears bolstered by the Andorian. He's a softy. <laughs> the how weird is this, Jeff, listening to it rather than reading it's it? It's really fucking strange. <laughs> Do you want do you want to take over? I'm more than happy if uh, you want to take over. We could we could pass back and forth. Alright, go. 
The Enterprise arrives at Canopus. Archer and the crew help the Canopians fight off invasion by the Romulans during the war, and now they want assistance before the Romulans annex that planet as part of the ceasefire accords. The crew take two shuttles down. Archer's suspicion that this is a Romulan trap. He takes Shran and some Makos in one shuttle, and Trip takes Galora and Hoshi in the other. Archer meets the Canopian president and asks what it is specifically they wanted. They've left it too late for evacuation, and the Enterprise isn't equipped for full-on defense of the planet. The president admits they'll have to accept Romulan rule for now, but they want Starfleet's help to temporarily disable the Prime Archon, the central artificial intelligence that helps govern their society. Trip wants to look at such a piece of equipment. Your turn. Oh, oh who? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I do, I do. Their species have developed a diagnostic system that can measure and predict future events with pinpoint precision based simply on raw data extracted from every decision made and statistical probabilities. That simple, right? Um, this, is, this is that goddamn Tom Cruise move. <laughs> <laughs> Oblivion. Um, it is an immense feat of quantum computing and engineering, but they do not use it anymore as it caused years of war on their planet, all-knowing knowledge too much for any one person to handle. For years it lay on standby, unused for fear it may corrupt them again. They have been able, as a species, to resist its pull and live as intended, but now they are terrified that the incoming Romulan forces will take it and use it against the whole galaxy. Blow it up! Trip is amazed at how tiny the thing is. I mean, that's what she said, Trip. It's not that small. I'm a grower, not a shower. It's as big as a catfish needs. (laughs) I only fuck catfish. Um, Trip is amazed at how tiny the thing is and wants to study it further, but Archer tells him to stop, that no good can come of it. Captain, I can't deactivate it permanently if we don't touch the thing, Trip says. That's like... The most Gomer Pyle-esque voice. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Rich, you're adorable. <laughs> uh, maybe you should do what you do with all your problems, Captain, to Paul says. Bury it. Damn. Let's bury it, Archer suggests. What? Don't listen to the ghost. <laughs> It's a round-the-clock detail, but the crew and the President's inner circle are able to retrofit a lookout point in the Grand Canyon-like valleys on the hottest parts of the planet. The hottest singles in your area. (laughs) Romulans hate this one weird trick. No no one will find it here. One of the shuttles returns to Enterprise, carrying Trip, Galora, and the Makos. The Canopians thank Archer and the crew one last time before the Prime Minister gets a message. The Romulans are here. Oh, shit. Archer orders Trip to beam them up immediately and asks the Canopians to destroy their shuttle after they leave. Trip is able to beam Archer and Shran back to the ship, but is unable to get Hoshi before the ship's shields come up to prevent the Romulan attack. You bastard, Rich! Uh, Rich! (laughs) The Enterprise, under Trip's command, is taking, taking incredibly heavy damage, and as Archer storms onto the bridge, Tucker confirms that they were ambushed. Shields, weapons, and, after a conveniently timed photon torpedo, warp speed, are all down, the ship not being in the best of conditions at the start of their mission. Archer to Hoshi. I want you to stay on the surface, Archer orders over comms. We're not going to make it. Try and recover any escape pods with the shuttle and get back to Earth however you can. But Hoshi is already in the shuttle and lies through her teeth. Yes, sir, she says, as she charts a course for the conflict. 
The bridge crew assembled on the bridge can... The bridge crew assembled on the bridge. This is why you have to correct stuff. <laughs> where, where the fuck else are they getting it? The bridge crew yeah, assembled I, in I the I would toilets. have said the crew assembled on the, <laughs> the bridge. bridge. Yeah. Can hear the tone in her voice. The shuttle is approaching fast, on direct collision course with the Romulans. Galora, she asks as she increases speed. What little time we had was more than I could have wished for. Hoshi rams the shuttle into the Romulan warbird at full impulse, overloading their shields and destroying the Romulans and sacrificing herself. Boom, T'Pol whispers. Damn! God, T'Pol, you fucker. This is no time for jokes. <laughs> the Enterprise enters space dock around Earth, and the crew, except for two, disembark. Archer calls Galora into his ready room and offers his condolences regarding Hoshi. She was one of my first picks for the crew. I begged her for months. We're all thankful for that now, aren't we, Galora sneers. I always liked her. T'Pol looks at the empty space where the Enterprise pictures used to hang on his wall. Galora, I'm sorry about Hoshi. I... What did you ask me here for, Captain? She interrupts. That's just it. You don't have to call me that anymore. The Federation Council want to give you your own ship. He pushes a box with her new pips towards her. She takes it. When is it effective from? She asks. When he confirms immediately, she punches him square across the jaw, sending him to his knees. Then thanks for all you've done, Jonathan. She leaves. Dude. 2167. As Archer is having breakfast one morning, seven years later, Archer's no- Archer's? Archer notices Porthos hasn't touched his food. He grabs a piece of cheese from his plate and throws it to the floor. Porthos, he calls. Archer leaves the table and finds Porthos is in his bed. His breathing is laboured, and he whines at Archer as he bends down to stroke him. This is the worst episode ever, Rich. Rich, how could you do this to us? <laughs> not looking, this is hard. Not looking too well these days, is he? Topol says matter-of-factly as she sips an illusory cup of tea at the breakfast table. Archer looks down. His beloved dog is old, tired. A ghost of the puppy once was. Let's get you checked out, buddy. Archer sighs. Put a cyborg thing in him. Why are you such a fucker, Rich? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On Vulcan, yes, Archer took his dog to Vulcan for treatment. Archer <laughs> visits the Vulcan medical station and asks for Flocks. The Vulcan receptionist looks up with cold eyes. I'm sorry, but Dr. Flocks died last spring, Mr. Archer. Frenis syndrome contracted during the Romulan Wars. It was impossible to detect at the time, but Dr. Flocks was not good at making sure he cared for himself. Crestfallen, Archer stammers. I meant to come and see him. I always... And yet, T'Pol walks behind him, her hands behind her back. What way lies the road paved with good intent? Is there anything I can help with? The Vulcan interrupts, uncomfortable with the emotional outburst. (laughs) Archer hands Porthos over. He's ill. Saval sits next to Archer on a bench in an artificially green space outside the medical station. He has clearly been called back to check on his old friend. I remember when I first met you, this boisterous, petulant human, telling me what was best for the universe. I was repulsed by your attitude. He looks at Jonathan. Until I wasn't. I would give anything to see that fire in your eyes once more, my friend. I've lost so much, Archer says, putting down the package of ashes he has just been given. No! Oh my god. Now, Rich, you're off the show. <laughs> this is worse than the Hoshi thing. 
Now I can't even remember how I got here. There's too many black spots in my vision. Even the strongest metal tarnishes with age, Saval nods. It is the curse of those who live long enough to watch their friends pass. I've seen many of my friends go too soon for my liking. Some sooner than most, Topol says from Archer's side, hands on her knees. Saval goes on oblivious. Now is not the time to look back, Jonathan. You have half your life to live. Don't think about your losses. Embrace the things yet undone. There is always time for great things, for the path to become clear again. Archer straightens, passes the boxes of ash to Saval, puts a hand on his shoulder and then thanks him before leaving. Rich, I'll never forgive you for killing Porthos. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty old. Yeah, I'll, never, is... I'll never forgive you. How long do dogs like Jack Russell's live? Beagles. Beagles. How long do beagles live? This uh, long. Like eight, nine years. <laughs> this long. <laughs> you gotta be goddamn kidding me. Trip <laughs> says like... over the comms panel. Archer shakes his head. Trip, I swear to you, I've lived I've thought this through. Jonathan, when the well is full of di- Jonathan, when the well is full of dirty water, you need to question the drink you're being handed. That's so such wisdom. Paul touches the screen between them. Tell him I miss him. Tell him I'm sorry I followed the orders of a fool. I wonder what my daughter's embrace would have felt like. Jesus, I'm not mad, Trip. Archer throws his hands up. We can get them back, all of them. This thing is powerful enough to show us uh, the plans to do what we need to do without changing anything else. We could get your wife back. Give a young woman her mother back. You son of a bitch. Don't you dare... Trip composes himself. I miss Paul every single damn day, but my daughter and I are at peace with her death. Knowing the conversation is heading... South? (laughs) (laughs) South of the border. Archer tries one last desperate measure. You must not have cared for her at all then. Whoa. Tripp's eyes narrow, his jaw set. If he could reach through the screen, he would kill Jonathan Archer. I'm sorry, Mr. Archer. You can find someone else to help you if you have anyone left. Tucker out. Tripp cuts off the transmission. 2168. Archer steps off a shuttle on Canopus with a multitude of other visitors, his appearance altered to look Romulan. The planet is now a full Romulan protectorate, very close to the borders of Federation space, and Archer sneers at the pro-Romulan military posters everywhere in the spaceport. I'm itchy, comes a voice behind him. Shh, Archer tells Shran, they'll grow back. (laughs) (laughs) Not quickly, Shran mutters. I'm an old man too now, you know. Good God, I just caught my reflection in that window. I'm so pale. <laughs> Green suits you, Archer laughs. As, <laughs> as good as lying suits you, Captain. T'Pol brushes past him in the same robes. You should stay a Romulan full time. Damn. We need to get to the burial site, Archer whispers. What's to say it's even still here, Jonathan? Shran asks, eyeing the valley through the binoculars. There, he points at an outcropping of rock as it shimmers unnaturally. Hologram. They move with a purpose towards the facility. It's unguarded, but there are various sensor and shields that Sneaky Shran is able to circumvent. Sneaky Shran. (laughs) (laughs) I have to stay out here in order to keep the way back open for you. You gonna be alright? Archer nods and heads into the complex. It's not huge, and he finds the machine without much difficulty, but as he picks it up, 
alarm sound and a lockdown is announced. Red alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Archer, Shran shouts over the comms piece they share. Romulans have started beaming in at the valley entrance. We have a minute, tops. Archer works quickly to bundle the Archon up. When, at the back of the room, he notices a cargo transporter. Jonathan, the Romulans are gaining ground. Shran and the sound of disruptor fire can be heard in the earpiece. Archer weighs his options. The machine or his friend. Oh, you wouldn't, T'Pol smiles. Even you couldn't have fallen this far. Though I suppose at this point, what does one more life even matter? With a look, Archer boots the transporter up. Where are you? Can you hear me? Are you okay? I can't get to you to help. I'm pinned down here. Archer continues to route the transporter to their waiting shuttle in orbit. The transporter whines as it boots up. Is that a transporter? The disruptor fire stops in Archer's ear. Curse you, pink skin. I'll pay this debt. Even if I have to scour the afterlife for you, I'll get you for... The sound of a bag slipping over Shran's head can be heard. He just got black bagged. Archer beams away. Archon under his arm. 2169. Archer sits in front nice. of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what room, what machine he's sitting in front of in 2169. Oh, yeah. Archer sits, <laughs> sits in front of the, the fuck um, machine. <laughs> the worm barrel drainer. <laughs> WBD. They've automated it. Archer sits in front of the machine in his home on Earth. He's waited a long time to do this, but now everything is in order, his affairs are set. He flips the machine on. The Prime Archon tells him that the only way to get what he wants is to make alterations in the timeline. It has to be done with surgeon-like precision, but he will be able to keep the people he cares about alive during the war. But to do that, he'll have to become separated from them. He will never know this piece, but he can make it that his misery never even existed. I'm begging you not to do this, Jonathan. A voice from behind him. Archer looks up. It's Daniels. Arch- yeah, is he wearing that sexy red outfit? I mean, yeah. black outfit. The one Fuck that yeah. the one that looks like the inside of a recording studio. Yeah, it's like a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Made out of old flip flops. <laughs> uh, Archer laughs. Here at the end of it, of course. I thought you were dead. Time travel is incredibly complicated. You know that as well as I do. The only thing that was certain is that this would be my last mission. Daniel seems almost resigned. Why? Because if you don't turn that machine on, the temporal cold war never starts. I'll have no reason to visit you. Archer looks round. Ghost to Paul smiles at him, unnervingly from the couch. And if I do? We start again. This is the inset point of your career here at the end. You will create the event that leads to the incursion at Broken Bow, Montana, that gives the Enterprise her first mission. But you could make much worse choices this time. If you do this, the timeline will be further broken. Reality shredded, stretched, taut. There is no way to save everyone. A hundred years have tried. A thousand. Archer doesn't even look at Daniels. Time will tell. Archer flips the switch back on to ask his next question of the supercomputer. When he turns around, Daniels has vanished. What? He's a magic man. <laughs> 2180, 11 years later, Jonathan Archer has amassed the power and influence that he needs to start his work in the past. 
But there's one last thing to do before he can say goodbye to his timeline. He sits in a chair at Starfleet Medical, his friend Trip Tucker in the bed next to him. Trip was badly hurt in a away team accident on the USS Jupiter and is not expected to live much longer. He stirs and notices Archer there. Been a while, Trip, Archer says, and as a clearly dying Trip tries to stir, he puts a hand on his former friend's chest. Don't try to talk, I just need you to listen. I found a way to do it, Trip, to save everyone. But you see, I've realized that we're too far gone. To Paul, our to Paul, wasn't even worth mourning. I know that now. We're not the people that need to be saved. So I've learned. We're not even real. We're just a poor draft. Rich, don't say that about yourself. <laughs> I said it about you too, bitches. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't know I was getting roasted. <laughs> it's like T'Pol is in your head. <laughs> By going back with the knowledge I now have, we can do better. I know now, everything I've done, the people I've hurt, it's all been justified. It's why I'm here, to let you know I'm going to take your daughter to help me. Another dispensable piece to allow me to perfect an imperfect world. Trip opens his eyes wide and tries to protest, but he can barely move. Just do it. I grow tired of this emotional sentimentality, T'Pol says from the corner of the room. It's okay, Trip. You can let go now. The next time, it'll all be better. I promise. He takes a hypo spray from his pocket and injects Trip, who slips into death with a hateful glare at his former captain. This dude is fucking insane! This dude has lost his marbles. <laughs> <laughs> He has lost all control. <laughs> Trip's funeral is somber. A full state of affair for one of a, a full state affair for one of Starfleet's most celebrated captains. Archer sits in one of the front rows, though he cannot mourn. All this isn't even real to him now. His grief making him embody nihilism. After the service is completed, he is greeted by a half-human, half-Vulcan by the name of Terena Tucker. She is upset at the loss of her father, but asks Archer if he could tell her some stories about her mother. I can do better than that, Terena. I can help you save her life. Archer pushes the comm badge away from him and offers her a seat. And trip too, if you'll just sit and listen for a bit. Terena is unsure, but her grief is so raw, the stories her father told her about the Honourable Jonathan Archer are so dear to her now, that she takes the seat all the same. 2156 R-2156. Romulan Commander Parn stands in front of a shadowy figure that tells him that the war is fast approaching. The Valdor now has all the information at his disposal to sway the Senate. No, Terena, the future Archer orders. There were a few more pieces to maneuver before we begin. What? That's how it ended the last time, but now we know who it is. Mm. Dang. The end. Oh boy! There you go. You want to okay. end the email there? Yeah, I, I, I did. <laughs> well, hold on. Phew. Let's try and avoid law with the next one, shall we, Rich? Let's just take it nice and easy and relax. Wait, what's that next? Oh, war. Yeah, right. All right, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Speak soon. Love and jazz hands, Rich. Did you know it was going to be this soon? Yeah. <laughs> Very. It's right now. Soon. Okay, I'm Rich. Just, what happens? 
<laughs> we never can ask him, but now we can. Now we know. What happens next, Rich? What's yeah, going what on? Yeah, what happens next, Rich? I'm not telling you. Come on. Oh, don't don't be that name. way. You we killed my dog. You. You <laughs> but the dog's what not a better dead. way to sh- Yeah, he's not. What a better way to show he's a monster, though. Mm. His dog broke him, man. Yep. It broke me, too. Yeah. I'm in my villain arc now. I became the Joker right at that moment. I am the Joker now. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good Joker? I'm the Joker. <laughs> it's it's me, the Joker. Hey, I'm joking here. That's my Cesar Romero Joker. That's pretty good. I knew who you were doing. It's me, Jared me, Leto. <laughs> it's Jared Leto. Oh no! I have a cult. It's great. <laughs> Morbius is so good. Go and see it the next time it's at the cinema. Go We're see re- it three re-releasing times. It. <laughs> Rich, man. not to not to just fillet you directly in front of everybody, but goddamn, man, every yeah. one of your stories shocks me with how fucking good it is. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it's really good. Um, write for Star Trek, please. I would yeah, why are you doing that? I don't know. They don't value quality. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get a job on Strange New Worlds, dog. Uh, That's where yeah. you belong. That's where you belong. My friend Ross suggests that I should probably write more of the stories and then just bundle them up and give them to people at cons. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they, so they do. could throw it in the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> do you send it to them? Do you send it to like I don't know, CBS, Paramount? Yeah, send uh, it to them. I I haven't yet, but like copyright them first. It took me a fucking yeah, two there's years always to this... do my w- website, so you know. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you, I think I said this before in another episode, but like when I was making the art for your website, I was like, oh, this is fun and kitschy. And then by the time your website came up, I was like, I can't look at this shit. <laughs> oh, that was good. Everyone, everyone comments on the art. Well, there's one good piece of art still, the Picard one. They're all That's good. That's such a good one. I haven't tried to do anything better than that since. <laughs> well, I've got another um, another story that will go up in a couple of weeks, so I need you to do another title card anyway. Money, For money. please. <laughs> Money, yes. please. Of course, we will discuss that off. I didn't want to be gauche, Jeff. I, gauche. I don't know what. That's a type of paint. <laughs> gauche. This motherfucker comes on our podcast and uses the word like gauche. I love painting with oil, acrylic, and gauche. <laughs> gauche. <laughs> and before I get an angry email with, do Americans not know the word yes. gauche? Yeah, we're, I we're do. Gonna... <laughs> We're getting uh-huh. another email. Uh, I apologize directly to... Um, I can't look to see what names you told me, so I'm going to say Thomas, Nicholas, Fedco, Spibsy, V, Ike, uh, Daruma, and Postnet Far West. <laughs> Especially to that one. <laughs> I, I assume that's not your real name, but if it is, great name. Great name. Uh, we will read your emails next time, so do not bother sending in another one uh, unless you want that to be read the time after. Yeah. It's all confusing, I know. Like, the it's day we record, like- you can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a day before Wednesday. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm being kitschy little boy, and I'm sorry. Jeff, don't be gauche. I'm being gouache on the yeah. show. Gouache. Be careful. You don't want to tempt the gods again and get cut That's off. That's true. true. You're going to get fucked. Don't talk shit about Worf. That's what I learned. I'll show you. Rich, it's been a week since people heard where they could find you. Why don't you tell them again? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can follow me at, at Masters Rich. You can uh, check out my work on w- www.boldlypros.com. I probably didn't need to show you, tell you about the W's. You probably know that already, but it's just tough shit. I've already done it. World Wide Web. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> um, Jeff, don't be gauche. Look, if you if you call me paint one more time, <laughs> you can uh, follow our uh, podcast that I do with some other cool people. It's set in the Star Trek universe called Topon City on Subspace at ttos.cool. And you can follow, you can listen to a, a podcast I do with Spiffzy, a friend of mine, about animation called Toonhounds at, at Toonhounds on Twitter. Nice. And uh, of course, there's there's a secret project coming down the pipeline. Shh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shh. It's a secret. It, it, it involves three people very close what? to your ear right now. What the hell? To Paul? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, bro? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> uh, of course, you can support the program by uh, becoming a patron of ours over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where etc etc money give it money please uh, <laughs> you could also follow us on twitter at mclasspodcast shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com and uh, you can go to mclasspodcast.com for these links and many more thank you for tuning in and we'll be back in one week without Rich Masters, sadly. No! Boo. Boo, this show <laughs> sucks now. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? I'm throwing uh, digital tomatoes at you. Oh, I feel them. I feel them. In my server. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. Bye. Clean your worm barrels, boys. It's been a long week. Since the last email It's been a long time Since that last Rich Masters tale Pitch it or ditch it's from Boston John I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M class email I swear there's never an in them class email it's always been singular that's in class email don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail it's in class it's M-Class M-Class email 
Alright boys, where you find this?